bless my friends on this beautiful Holy Thursday. Why don't we begin um, this little journey here with a prayer to Our Lady once again, uh, Our Lady uh, of the Eucharist. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Holy Mother, we just ask that today, on this beautiful day, uh, where our Lord instituted not only the priesthood, but the Holy Eucharist, that as you tenderly held our Lord in your womb, may we tenderly hold him in our hearts any time and every time we receive Holy Communion. We ask this through your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we wanted to offer you this week um, a few short snippets, uh, manageable bite-sized um, pieces to help you reflect on, on Holy Week as we progress through it. So we talked about um, Spy Wednesday yesterday. We want to talk about the Last Supper and, and Holy Thursday today and uh, just offer you um, offer you something to think about. The the phrase that we've talked about before on this podcast, but certainly is appropriate today, is the idea of that you hear in the the words of institution every week. Every week, um, this is my body, take it and eat it. Yeah. This is my blood, take this and drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which I think is is pretty cool for us to speak about today, being that actually, when we read the gospel tonight for the Lord's Supper Mass. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hear those words in the gospel. Oh, that's ironic, right? Yeah, because uh, right. we in John's in John's gospel, mm-hmm. the the words of consecration, the words of institution, are not in found in his gospel. Yeah. We find them in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, but for every Holy Thursday, we always get John's account mm-hmm. with the washing of the feet. Right. You know, it's ironic when I the, the the moment that this had an impact on me. I remember very specifically, and it was ironic because I was in Peru at a mass that uh, was being said in Spanish, and I don't really speak Spanish. Certainly, not liturgical Spanish. <laughs> so you could follow along well enough because you know what the words are. Right. But ironically, that's when I really first got to think about these words and how direct they are, and and how much of a, a self offering they are to us. You know, mm. there's the pouring out. They're given to us freely. Yeah. And and there's so little in life. It's like you really, really thought about there's very little in life that is given freely. Love yeah. is, but but this is an example of love. Right. You know? Right. There's a for mo- for a lot of things there's a usually a price tag. If if we were in the water and uh and we were struggling and someone threw us a life ring and said, Take this ring and save your life, we would do it. But I, I Wonder though how much of our lives we go through not really realizing we need the life ring or by extension need the Eucharist. Mm. I don't think I've done this recently, but with uh, with the sophomores, when we would get to the Eucharist, I would um, start class with a first aid kit, and I would bring it in class, and I would carefully take out each thing in the first aid kit, and I wouldn't talk about why I was doing it. And I would take out the gauze, and I would take out the tape, and I would take out the scissors, and I would take out the coal packs, and just kind of comment on every one and what awesome, awesome things they were. 
And, you know, by this time, the kids were like going to the office saying, Costa's lost it. Can you get a replacement up here? You know, (laughs) Um, but the point, at least in my mind, I don't know if I ever effectively made it for the students, was that um, as mundane and boring as going through a first aid kit might be when you don't need first aid. If you did need first aid, those things would be incredibly important. Yeah. You know? And and I do think we often go through life and I've heard Father Mike Schmitz talk about this, um, that we we go through life feeling we're OK. I got this. I don't I don't need I don't need help. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Great I'm fine. line, right? Yeah. How I'm you fine. Doing? I'm fine. No, you're not. Don't pretend. <laughs> and um, in, in particular with the Eucharist, that we really are. We really are broken. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes we don't see the remedy in front of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once again, you guys have all heard me say this, uh, but I think it's worth repeating. Um, I believe it, I believe it's uh, Dan Berrigan who had said, you know, at that moment, what we call at the mass, the, the fraction, right? Where um, right before uh, we, we proclaim the lamb of God at mass, the, the priest breaks the body of Christ and, and puts a little piece of the host and mingles it with the, with the precious blood, uh, signifying the unity of body and blood, you know? Uh, and then he holds up the, 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 the consecrated host there, um, to say, behold the lamb of God and echo the words of St. John. But, uh, but father Dan Berrigan had said that at the, at the breaking of, of the bread at the breaking of the Eucharist at that moment, it, he could hear the sounds of all the pain of all hmm. the world, of all the world's suffering in that breaking, you know, uh, and that's where we find our redemption. That's where we yeah. find our, our wholeness. You know, it, it's, it's our Lord chooses to be broken so that we become with, so that we can find wholeness. We, we are always thinking of ascending, whether we're ascend, ascending, going up to a new job, a new position, a new house, a new car. And sometimes we use the term, because it's biblical, ascending into heaven, and we mm-hmm. forget that Jesus descended into our lives. Right, so you that know, we could ascend. ascend. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the fraction right that you're talking about, and, and is something I've talked about in this podcast as well, but in, in our chapel here at the school, the um, the image behind the altar is the resurrected Jesus, not not the Jesus on the cross. Right. And there's if I'm sitting on the aisle and a certain amount of seats back, when when you hold up, the, there's there's two points where you hold up the the host when you hold up the Eucharist. One right. is before it's fractured, and when you're doing that, you're blocking the resurrected Christ. So Jesus's body is literally whole. You're holding the whole body mm-hmm. in your hand, and you can't see the resurrection. Later on, when you break it through those cracks, you could see the resurrection, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's a, it's really a, a beautiful image and, and, and one that really ties into the first thing we're saying, like, we don't got this, you know, yeah. that, that, you know, we, we are broken too, and, and right. we need that, need that Eucharist. Yeah. When we when we, when we come to this, you know, when we come to that discernment of saying, or, or when we say like, I'm fine or things are okay. And we refuse to talk about it uh, or allow, you know, either with somebody else and or specifically with our Lord and don't bring that, 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 that pain and that problem to the, to the mass. 
like literally walking up the line to receive Holy Communion, we're not allowing him into that broken space. Mm -hmm. So you you and I can find ourselves kind of sputtering uh, and struggling to ascend Mm -hmm. because the weight of the pain and suffering and the world's problems that we have at that moment are holding us down. And, uh, you know, when, but when we allow ourselves to, to, when we open up our hearts so that Jesus can be into that broken space, I mean, it's the very point of him being broken so that we could like, he could be there for Mm -hmm. you and I, then we could start to experience the resurrection and the ascension uh, into heaven. And the, the, the last supper is really the, the ultimate continuum of continuance rather of, of his relationship with us, you know, that mm-hmm. we, how many times have we quoted St. Uh, Pope Benedict in this, that, um, you know, our, our faith is, is not a theory. It's not a set of rules and principles, but it's, it's a calling to a relationship. Yeah. And, and every day, and this is easier said than, than realized for sure. But every day when we go to mass, that relationship is carried out in front of the exact same one that was 2000 years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, this particular Lent, uh, as we've kind of spoken about, it has been this real, um, this real desire to just focus on those words, take and eat, take and drink that like, yes, our Lord, uh, you know, our, our Lord Jesus is our our savior. He is, he is our King. And so there is an authoritative, you know, he's commanding us mm-hmm. to, he's telling us, he's commanding us. But to for take, our good. But for our good. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I, this whole entire Lent, just reflecting on, on my leader saying, take this, like not with this force. Mm-hmm you know, to, to take it and, and force it beyond my will. But a but, loving invitation. Yeah. Like, right? like almost like, I almost want to say like, like he's saying, please mm-hmm. take it like this. Like I'm, I, I want, I know what it's going to need. I know what your life is going to need, Yeah, you know, for the, for the ascension that you want mm-hmm. in life. Uh, but you, please take yeah. this. Yeah, that's a great image. You know, I like, like I, I've just, I really focused on the tenderness of the command mm-hmm. uh, this, this Lent and, and, and how important uh, and how loving uh, that is. Cause we could, we could say that those are the words really where our Lord is genuinely saying to each and every one of us, I love you. Mm-hmm. Like you have all of me now. Right. You know, and and so, uh, I think there's I think there's something so peaceful about understanding the tenderness in the command, mm-hmm. and like almost begging, like pl- right. like like I'm doing this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the cross for for you, so that you could take what I want to offer you in my body and blood to give you the ability to overcome the pain. That, that this world is going to bring. And all we have to do is say yes. That's it. That's all we have to do is say yes. We're That's so it. conditioned. I think we're so conditioned to earning things. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and achieving things. Yeah. And, and when someone says, no, just, you ever hear that phrase, there's no such thing as a free lunch? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there is. <laughs> but but then like to to like then experience this in our own lives where uh 
like, yes, we, we, we've come to the altar. We've now received our Lord and, and the blessings to ascend, uh, you know, just the, the earthly struggles. But then like what we see in our life, what I, and I can speak for this, I could speak on a personal note that allowing myself to say yes to the Lord who freely gave, I can then see that he is pulling me out of maybe spiritual lethargy. Um, and, and he's pulling me into a deeper communion with other people, uh, when it comes to service, uh, how many times where I've, I've gotten like a, like a, a late text message or phone call, can you come and do last rites or can we talk on the phone? Mm -hmm. And I'm exhausted. Uh, and I'm not saying like, Oh, pat myself on the back. I hear you. I know what you're saying. But, but to, but I can recognize this and, and proclaim it. Like the only reason that I had said yes was because it, it was the power of Christ in me, right. mm -hmm. you know, like uh, on my own physically, yeah. I would have, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, no let's way. put this phone off right. and we'll check in tomorrow morning. Um, so like the power of Christ crucified in the Eucharist then just generates the, the the transformation of our own life uh so it's not selfish but then you could see it in the ser i could see it in the service of my own life and what i've been called to do mm -hmm. um but like i've been able to see that in like married couples that yeah. they they have the the patience to to withstand each other sometimes they have the love to go beyond you know their their desire to not want to do something. Mm -hmm. uh, I see it with the teachers here in the building, uh, mm -hmm. you know, or, or other people and other people in uh, places of work where they're, they're willing to sacrifice uh, their time uh, or even some money mm -hmm. uh, that they could have made to, to build up the kingdom because it's first comes from receiving the Lord at the altar. It ties in very much to what we were talking about yesterday with the the desire for prayer for building up that that the the ability to to respond as Christ would respond because you're right it's not it's not just us it's not us acting and it's the it's what we see in the lives of the saints too whether the lives of the, whether those saints were single people married yeah. young people uh, religious obviously um, they were they were acting as Christ would act. By, because they had received and they had were humble enough to say, no, I don't got it. I'm not fine. Yeah. yeah. I had this, uh, I had this amazing conversation not too long ago, uh, with someone who was failing to see and recognize that their job in the, you know, in, in society, uh, you know, as somebody who worked within the school system, not somebody at this school, mm -hmm. but somebody who worked in the school system was, was doing the work of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they just, this particular person just kept saying, well, you're doing God's work. And I, I said, well, I, I, you know, we all are. And, and I was like, well, you, you are too. Right. I said, but the, the platform you have, you're reaching people that, that a priest from the pulpit wouldn't be reaching, you know, and, and you're, you're in care, you're in charge of these, these faculty members and, and, you have to look out for their well-being and you have to look out for these teachers and you have to nourish them. And then you have to nourish the parents of these kids that you've like, that are in the building. Like your job is, 
important too, you know, yeah. in, in building up the kingdom and doing God's work. And this particular person was was confused by that. There was there was a beautiful innocence there, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it was a moment of of uh, of revelation. You know, just last night, Jen and I were watching episode eight of season one of The Chosen, and that's the that's um, great, yeah, the, the great. woman at the well. But there's is a beautiful scene, and I, I I recognized it the first time I saw it, and then we we saw it again last night. Then I was watching. They have a deep dive where they talk about it, but it's when Jesus speaks to Peter's wife. They they've named her Eden. I don't right. think we know that's really her name, right. but it doesn't really matter. And and talking very much about the place that she has in all this. Yes. You know? Oh, I love that scene. Isn't it amazing? And in, in the deep dive, it was really Dallas Jenkins was talking about that came from a conversation with his wife, um, who is a very, very content um, mother, uh, someone who stays at home and, and raises her kids. And Jen and I have had this conversation for years, um, especially with the the things that I've done in this job and the places that I've gone, the times I've been away from home of, of how important her job is, you know, because it's allowing me to do this job. And that goes on and on and on and on. And yeah. when, you were, when you were talking about the conversation um, that you had, it just reminded me of that. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I love, you know, when you see, when you see married couples, uh, not only asking the Eucharist, you know, like our Lord in the Eucharist to be, uh, the very center of their relationship, mm-hmm. right? So that they can love each other in the way that our Lord is calling them to love each other and, and to be who they need to be for the other. But like to see it worked out and played out in the lives of the children, like yeah. you know, the children that you've brought into the world, you're forming them and raising them. They will look at the world mm-hmm. through the eyes of how you taught them. And it's by far the harder job. Oh, by, I mean, look, Honestly, yeah. if my parents did not receive Holy Communion and, and were not asking Jesus for help every day, I'd be killed. <laughs> my parents would have killed me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All, all eight of us. It was a madhouse. Yeah. And, and you know, we, just to, to circle back on, you know, something we had said earlier, we, we live in a country where um, achievement and growth is somehow thought of as, as only moving up and, you know, and, and having money for it. And that's not what the important jobs are. They're really never going to make the highlight. It's never going to make the highlight reel. No, it's never going to make ESPN. No, it's never going to make the front news of the paper. It's it's the things like we're talking about here, where the kingdom is built. Yeah, and and for sure, the harder of all the things. Yeah, and you know, fifteen twenty years from now, when you know your elementary school aged your child or teenage child Mm -hmm. is is resenting you and hating you for the rules and regulations, you know, you've done a good job. Yeah, you know, <laughs> guys come from experience, 10, 15 years later, the resentment starts to fade away oh, and you yeah. realize how beautiful yeah. and hardworking and dedicated yeah. and loving your parents were. Yeah. So uh, today, let's just bask in the, in the beautiful uh, knowledge and, and the faith of, of this beautiful day what this means uh, for the institution of the priesthood, because you can't have the Eucharist without the priesthood and you can't have the priesthood without the Eucharist. They go together. And so maybe today, uh, even if you're at the, if you end up attending the Lord's uh, uh, supper tonight uh, in your parish, that like you pray for, you pray for the priesthood uh, and we pray for a deeper devotion to the Eucharist so that uh, the love and devotion, not only for the Eucharist, 
but then for the service of our brothers and sisters and neighbors uh, is increased and and the spirit of our Heavenly Father is just uh, replicated and reflected throughout the world. God bless, guys. <laughs>